Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives, an in-person episode. I'm here at uh, Coca-Cola with the one and only Alex Center. Alex, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. We have so much, so much in common. We, <coughs> the Mets, Long Island. That's true. Where do you grow up? Uh, well, my family's from Bohemia and like Holbrook and everything. So where's Bohemia? It's uh by like like Islet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything. I just know so like not those too towns. Far. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Suffern, New York, which is like Rockland County. Okay, yeah, no, I'm very familiar. I have, I have family from awesome. from Suffern, yeah. Uh, you should, we should talk about where we are. We yeah. are, um, so we are at the New York office of the Coca-Cola Company on 38th and Madison. We uh, are in a very small, tight quarters, but we are sort of in our makeshift, our makeshift bodega here uh, where we sort of we test out our products and we sort of look at how they look on shelf yeah it's like sort of like a a fake bodega and so you look at sort of like how our how our packages look in coolers that have very dim lighting and lots of products around them and are crammed in and facing the wrong way right well you're kind of a package design expert you're obviously done a lot of work here with the vitamin water and coca-cola we talked before the podcast about differentiating and uh, standing out, what have been some of your experiences in terms of making packaging design that pops and makes people want to buy it? Yeah, I think for me, it's all about connections and uh, sort of creating relationship with people. Um, I, I think the key thing that makes vitamin water stand out uh, or made it stand out in the beginning was how different it was from everything else that was around it. So, uh, you know, sort of in the sort of late 90s, uh, early 2000s, package design for the most part was filled with sort of just this like you know uh you know crazy uh gradients and shadows and yeah. you know fruits and yeah you know the more uh the 90s were crazy yeah the kid, 90s like yeah the 90s you know there was this sort of like maximalist package design and so um you know when vitamin water comes out in you know 1999 um and sort of starts to integrate or infiltrate the supermarkets in the early 2000s like it just it just looked different and totally, um, you know, you know, was so minimal and so, you know, pharmaceutical and medicinal in a sort of its direction that, you know, it just, it just immediately made you say, what is that? Right. And then I think that's part of the job, right? Part of the job is designers and, you know, branding people that, you know, we want people to, you know, notice, you know, get people's attention away from all the other things that are there. And so, you know, making something that looks different than water, right? Water inherently is clear and has streams and mountains on it, right? Typically. And vitamin water is full color drink uh, from a product perspective. And then, you know, sort of the bright and sort of, you know, the the, the simplicity of the sort of the color band and the logo and, and the packaging itself. And so, you know, standing out is the first part and you say, what is that? And then, um, I think that, you know, sort of from there, it's about sort of building a relationship in terms of like who we are and what our product is and how it makes sense for you as a consumer. So I like to say that we charm people. Right. And, you know, how do we do that by we, you know, we're, you know, we're good looking, right? We need to you know stand out as I mentioned, but also like, you know, we're funny and we're smart 
and do you still do the, I, I know that uh you you can do the the voice of of like bite and water do you write the copy do you guys have copywriters or so we have uh you know sort of a, it's a it's a mixed bag as to who writes the copy um sometimes it's you know comes in from internally and sometimes it's other people that write the copy but yeah i think that copy on the side of the package which is you know comes from the earliest vitamin water designs right and, you know sort of those those stories i think for me that's like the heart and soul of of our brand and you know today, today they're a little shorter but to me that's like you know that's our moment to sort of introduce ourselves and say right. hey listen we're not just a big giant water company like we're we're more like a friend or someone that like sort of like you know has good jokes and yeah. kind of like witty you yeah know? For sure. and i think some of them are really funny. I, I, I can't read them. I like, can't believe that they're on there. Let's read one for. Uh... Yeah, you're drinking power C, and it says, "Due to poor testing, um, due to poor testing, this bottle of dragon fruit will not make you breathe fire." So, I disappointing. Mean, yeah, I could be a dragon by now. That's it. I mean, legally, we uh, we can and cannot say some things, and so <laughs> this is this is our battleground. The, the barrier to enter the supermarket with a product idea or a beverage idea or you know, sort of a, a new nutrition bar or something like that like you can you can make a brand with fairly limited yeah. funding right. like you have the ability most sort of and designers that, that sort of um, study the practice for a few years can put together something that looks like a professional looking product you can build a website that looks fairly professional right and you could create an instagram and sort of create all the sort of marketing yeah know, tools that your brand needs it's so powerful you can do like you can do so much with you know and everything's free youtube and medium and all these platforms are free it's kind of just like leveraging those platforms and yeah really i think it's also kind of like leveled the playing field like in music right like back in like you know the early 90s like if you wanted to make an album like you needed like recording time and you needed studio space and you needed to like you know you needed engineers and you needed all these things that you know, today you could just do on your computer. And so, you know, a new record from, you know, your favorite band and the guys down the block yeah. that are making something in their house, like they get evaluated on the same plane. Yeah. Someone that has, you know, 30 years experience in, in sort of, you know, as a rock group and then five kids that just decided to write some songs and play some music, like, they, they are given the same opportunities. And right. So I think of it in the same way for brands. Like, you know, you you can come up with a, you know, new product idea and, you know, gain some support or even sell people directly, you know, through your website. And then you can, you know, like uh, put, yeah. put your product in stores and put it right next to uh, some, of, some of some of Coca-Cola's products. And um, it's kind of a beautiful thing that is happening, but it makes – it makes what we do so much more important because uh, you need to really differentiate yourselves right. and really kind of stand for something and actually um, understand the sort of relationship that you have with people and sort of like, uh, you know, you, there's a lot of products that just are are there. They're, they're actual physical products in stores, but they actually, um, they have no brands they're not a brand, you know what I mean? Right. They're not, they're, people don't have some, you know, relationship with them or they don't have any sense of what they stand for. It's, it, it, people, it's the, people still feel like there's a little bit of a gap between like, uh, creating something that's an idea and then right. creating something that's actually, uh, a 
brand or a business. Right. So like I was actually uh, doing portfolio reviews in 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 uh, Wisconsin like last weekend, and I was looking at a lot of student work seniors that um, they they like had they basically the project was like it was I think it was their thesis and they were like just make a brand for whatever idea or product that you have uh, in your head and just go and sort of make all the sort of uh, tools and all the marketing and all the sort of, you know, all the pieces of the company or all the branding. And this girl showed me her project and she said, you know, she had this idea for sort of um, unisex jeans uh, for her roommate that uh, was a guy that was only wearing sort of girls jeans and he liked the fit of them better. And so she built this like gorgeous branding system and literally showed me print ads. She showed me retail store ideas. She saw, she showed me, um, hang tags, Instagram, like the full sort of lay of the land for this brand. And I was just like, and it was gorgeous. It was really well done. And I was like, so when are you launching? And she was like, no, launching. Like, this is just my, this is just an idea. Right. Like, I have, I like, I'm like, well, you made, you made all these other things exist in your sort of like, you created this, um, you created everything for this brand or this idea. And so it's like, go, go source the genes. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, then it's, then it's, then it's not a project anymore. Then it's, you know, then it's your business it's your brand and if you don't have the money because you don't know or you know you don't have the funds to start the business you know put it on kickstarter right and like get see if this idea resonates with other people and that's the thing that like i think is amazing about you know being a sort of student in this age it's like you just showed me that you have all the sort of ideas and all the sort of talent in the world to actually go and um you know build something yourself Right. And it's because you're a designer and you have, you know, sort of this tool set yeah. that is unique and awesome and, you know, it, it's valuable. Right. It fascinates me because just a year ago, I, uh, you know, in February, I started the podcast and um, it was just, you know, this like email to Debbie Millman, which is like ridiculous and overly long. And, yeah. and, but, you know, it was something and it was like, and then she got back and then I just started interviewing people. And for the longest time, it was I was like, oh, you know, it's just like this old thing, like this little thing. And then people were like, dude, like you're talking to some of the craziest designers in New York City. Like, no, it's it's real. It's, yeah. as, it's as real as anything else. And I think for young designers and people who are creating things, one of the biggest lessons you can learn is that no matter how young and naive and how much of a, of a train wreck you might seem like, <laughs> if, you're, if, you, yeah, if you have the right intentions. And I, I, I know for sure, like in my first podcast, like when I talk to people, I was all over the place and I said things that kind of back and you're like, ah, oh, I yeah, wish I could I redo like, that. Yeah. I was like demonstrating that like, I didn't really know what I was talking about, but at the same time though, it's like, you may sound dumb. You may like, you may fall flat on your face, but, but it's that it's the, just do it. Like, and that's, and that's the experience that you've gotten. Right. And so you've yeah. turned this thing, which was just like an idea and something that you were like, per, maybe thought you could do. And then all of a sudden you're now, you've been doing it for a year and then yeah. you know you look you look back on it and you're like well i'm glad I, I i pursued that and i went for that yeah sort of um that that crazy thought i had and like 
you know, in in two years, you know, who knows what this will be? You could you, right. it could be something that you know is 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 a is a media company right. or something that you know someone um, you know like is is your full time job. You could be a you know sort of podcaster and you know sort of interviewer and yeah. and you know. Yo, if anybody wants to sponsor me, I'll there do it, it is. But that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you, you know, you, there's even or if it turns into absolutely nothing, right? You just learn from all the sort of, you know, the designers that you look up to in New York and met some people and have some connections. And, you know, I, I think that's for young designers anywhere. Like, I think, you know, that I think that's as good of a lesson as any. It's just like, you know, reach out to people and, you know, try to uh, absorb and learn things that you possibly can. Recently, you teamed up with the design studio Collins, founded by Brian Collins and Lee Mashmeyer, who uh, we were talking about before the podcast of been mentors to us both. What was it like to partner with a design studio like Collins? And I would imagine that reinvigorating vitamin water was kind of a daunting task. How did you know that Brian and Lee were the perfect partners and were capable of doing it? So the story of how I met Leland, I was speaking in Paris with Andrew Gibbs, again, <laughs> the die line. Um, he did a sort of Paris conference, which I was happy to attend and speak at. <laughs> I was, I went first, and the the topic of the conference was the future of package design. So a pretty lofty topic to dive into. And I went up there and I did my thing, and I thought I killed it. I was like, yeah, like all these people were <laughs> were feeling it. They're laughing. They all spoke different languages, so they're all wearing headpieces. And so, and I was That's just crazy. yeah, and I was just like, you know, it's in Paris, and I just felt really, really good about myself. And then. Later on that day, Leland, who I'd never met before, comes on stage. He's got this great hair, and he tells a yeah, he's got ten out of ten hair. Ten out of ten. I tell him. I tell him every time I see him. He went on stage and he spoke for twenty minutes about dragons, and he told this like fantasy story about dragons and how you know the the, the dragon slayer and this just like beautiful like he had these like comic book like illustrations that told his visual story around dragons. His presentations were crazy. And and I was just like, what is this guy? I'm a hat. I was like, <laughs> I, no, I was just like, what is he doing? I was like, I was so, I was so confused. I was like, what the hell does this have anything to do with like, you know, uh, package design in the future of package design? <laughs> and then he basically transitioned into hard transition into, well, every single project that we work on at Collins has a dragon that needs to be slayed. And every project that you do as a designer has something that will stand in the way from it being great. And he went through three case studies, uh, one for EOS Chapstick, one for this like kitty litter brand, and uh, I believe the third was for Target Home Essentials. Yeah. And he talked about each dragon that they had to overcome in each one of these projects. And I just was, I was so impressed and so blown away by just the sort of the, the, his intelligence, the way he talked about design, how he talked about sort of the impact that design has on building brands, how he sort of um, was able to problem solve around some of these things that just were standing in the way. Um, how he talked about, you know, a little bit about sort of design's role versus advertising role, um, sort of in building giant companies and building brands within companies. And I just sat there and I was just like, I need to hire 
him <laughs> to work on vitamin water, which is, you know, the brand that um, I love the most and the brand that sort of, you know, is the most complex and sort of has this design history. It's my baby. And I was just like, you know, we, and we were going through some stuff. We had, we had a lot of dragons at that right. time. When we came back to New York, uh, we sort of, you know, came up with this plan to um, basically get Collins, um, you know, sort of working on vitamin water. And so, you know, I, I get introduced to Brian and I'm like, oh, like Leland is, you know, like this unicorn that is like brilliant and strategic and can talk both design and business. And he is, you know, the person that I was looking for. Right. But then I got Brian Collins, like, you know, sort of incredible, unique, you know, sort of personality genius. and genius and design sort of, you know, sort of thinker and just, you know, just, you know, ambition and passion and like all the things that I've always you know, prided myself on and like what I bring to the table is like, right. you know, trying to be, you know, that person that cares more and is excited more and is, you know, we'll talk to you for hours about design. And he's literally, he's that, he's literally, you know, the best version that I've ever seen of that. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly like naively just kind of stumbled into this, like just, you know, this amazing, you know, partnership with, with Lee and Brian. And, you know, ever since then it's, my job has been like, you know, um, way more fun and way uh you know it's just we've we've had this you know sort of building and growing sort of partnership on vitamin water where they've done um some of some of you know some of the best work that you know we've done in years um and then you know trying to sort of you know just you know do the same on smart water and do you know give them more and more projects we have some stuff launching next year with them uh we just you know i can't give them enough projects because i just you know i love what they do i love the way they think about design and um it's it, you know in, in many ways my job here internally is to like shepherd and 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 bring the best design into the world and i truly believe that those guys have that ability for young designers that are just leaving school and they're looking to come work at a place like coca-cola what are some of the the best things that you that you see in people's portfolios, what excites you and, and what is kind of off-putting and may show that someone's not cut out for the job? Um, I think the thing that I always look for and certainly the things I, 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 I gravitate towards are when I can get a sense of who the person is in their work. Um, and this is something that... So many people say that. That's so funny. Yeah. And I, I think it's... I think it's, it's, it's just... when you, It's either the difference of seeing someone doing their best designer impersonation like trying to make something. Oh yeah, that was that, me last year. Yeah, that, <laughs> trying to make trying to make stuff that like they think is like good. I gravitate towards always is like when I get a sense of like, you know, who this person is and what makes them tick as a individual, and then you see that sort of um, come through in the design because I just think that it just makes me more interested like i'm just more interested by people that can express themselves than people that can express like some like their technical skills yeah i don't i don't to be, yeah i i think technical skills are the least important thing to me really yeah i i you can learn how to design or you can learn how to use photoshop or like illustrator or stuff like that and so yeah i mean certainly you have to i think you have to have some level of of 
of understanding of you know some of the, some proficiency. the proficiency in it. But yeah. like, I think for me, I look for people that are like um, enthusiastic and have the right attitude and have the right sort of like passion. Because like, it's very easy for you to be the most talented person in the room. But if you're if you're not someone that like um, is uh, excited to be there and like like is 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 obsessed with the world in which uh we we work in like i don't that person seems pretty useless to me as 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 someone that's like looking to to bring to work with them the purpose of this podcast now is to bridge the gap between entry-level designers and people like yourself people who are you know some of like the best in the industry um, but I also want to kind of shed some light on the fact that for some, there can be times where like, you know, moments of failure and it's not all trophies and conferences and things of that nature. So, uh, was there anything that stands out in your mind, a time where you like felt unsure or had time, trouble breaking in? Was there anything in particular that stands out in your career? I went to SUNY Buffalo. Like I went to state school here in New York. Right. Um, Rockland. so <laughs> I didn't. Like, I didn't go to SVA, or I didn't go to SCAD, or Pratt, or any, you know, I, I just had a portfolio of of designs that I had done um, at school and uh, some things I had done for the Knicks, but you know, sort of nothing, right? Nothing crazy, um, and some work that I had done for my friends' bands, <laughs> like that was like. My, what my portfolio consisted of. <laughs> yeah. And I believed in my talent, but, you know, I don't think I had it super easy when I graduated. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to, like, where I wanted to be in the design world. Like, I didn't know what my place was or, like, what my, like, true passion was or, like, what right. my track was. And I think a lot of people, yeah, you know, I think they, that's, like, the most common question I get asked is, like, you know, how do I like I don't know what I want to do in design. Like I wanted to like design things and make uh make commercial commercial work. Art, yeah. Commercial work. I went to like advertising agencies. I went to a lot of like um digital shops. You applied like, there, you went with a, with a recruiting agency, how did you do that? So I just applied on the internet like everyone else does. I just applied to like a million message boards and like cold email people and just tried to like, I lived, you know, 45 minutes outside of New York City. So I was, I was able to like come into the city, like wear some like nice pants or something and like, you like know, an awkward outfit. yeah, a super <laughs> awkward outfit. And like, everyone talks about this, this part of the story. It's so funny. What they talk about, like what they wore. So yeah. Funny. I mean, it's so uncomfortable. I mean, especially like when you graduate from school, it's like, Getting a job is this like monumental like thing to overcome. Like it's just like it's and like you don't know what it's gonna be like. It's so you know so scary, and like you're just like like you just want it so badly. And like I'm a terrible interviewer, and so you just have to go off of the fact that you think that you could do it well, and I bombed all over the city <laughs> like i was just not getting jobs like i was just not i was getting interviews which was something that i was able you know i felt like my book was good enough to get me in the door places yeah that's a, that's a tricky thing like it's yeah. good enough to get an interview not good enough to get like i was good job. enough to get a job to get there 
And then I think I just like when I got there, I just reeked of like desperation and like yeah. uncertainty and like <laughs> and nervousness and just we like, all go through it, people. This is like, yeah. Crazy. And I was just I was so uh, so frightened, you know. And I just like and but I knew what I like. I knew I wanted to be a designer. That's all I knew. And then right. it's like and so I went to like Code and Theory, which is kind of a, a cool design like sort of interactive shop here and like Firstborn and all these like I thought I wanted to build websites for whatever reason. <laughs> I thought I wanted like I wanted to build like these like crazy flash yeah. Firstborn's really cool. I've seen their work before. I get to be e- super excited. I love it. Yeah, and I like that's what I wanted to do. I thought so, at least at whatever. And so and yeah, I remember like dressing super awkwardly. In fact I actually remember Did you wear a tie? No, 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 no. I don't think I wore a tie, but I wore button downs and sometimes I like I like I tuck them in, which is like totally not you know, like ever, ever how I you know like how I, I never looked normal tucking in my shirt. Yeah. Um, and then like sometimes I wear like a, a jacket, you know, just like a blazer or something. Yeah. And just like to go for a design interview and like a button, like a tucked down, tucked in button down, and like you know a blazer. You just you and like especially being at like you know you know twenty years old. You just look ridiculous. Like, yeah. You just look insane. And so I <laughs> I remember getting the job, inter- the interview here at Vitamin Water and the, like, headhunter, because I, I just applied on a random job board. And they were like, so just so you know, like, the vibe is, like, totally not corporate. Like, the, to- the vibe is, like, like, very, very relaxed. So don't go and get dressed up. right don't dress uh, don't dress up that sounds all. good yeah and so but yet i still was like like maybe my mom like convinced me she was like you know you can't She's just so yeah you gotta you got, it's you're an interview you gotta like you, know, you gotta dress up and i remember i wore like a polo shirt a red polo shirt <laughs> like i thought about wearing red and, and like funny. and like tucked into again tucked into like black slacks and I wore sneakers and I was like, I was like, you know, I hope they think I'm, you know, cool and casual and laid oh back. My God. And like, and <laughs> my uh, creative director, the guy um, that uh, I worked for, for eight or nine years here and was my, 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 my real first mentor, like the guy that showed me the ropes and um, he wore a hat every single day. He had long hair, a goatee, and he worked um, only um, like his his like most of his work that he'd done prior to Vitamin Water was uh, working for record labels. He was just like, "What kind of music does it do?" You know what I mean? And he just like was it was such a like regular casual conversation. And like he looked at my book, and um, I remember just like all these people came into the interview with this like different people from different departments came in. It was like, "Who the hell is this kid?" Like it was just like the most informal thing. And I actually what's with the sneakers, kid? And I no, but it wasn't even that. It just like everyone was just like. What is he? What's he do? What's he doing here? Who are you? And I was just like, I'm like interviewing for this job, like trying to just like, and it was a freelance job. It wasn't even full time. I was just trying to get some, you know, some work. But I felt pretty comfortable. Like for whatever reason, Chad Hogan, who's his name, um, he's like one of my one of my closest friends, and you know, he just he's just a good guy. You know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel like I was on an interview. I felt like I was, you know, sort of like um, meeting a friend, and uh, we immediately hit it off and had enough design sort of skills to be an entry level designer. And people hire you just as much for the talent and your ability to do the work as they do with wanting to actually hang out with you all the time. Right. 
Because you spend the whole day with them. You, sp you spend the whole day with someone, and you spend every day of your work week. You work on projects together. You go to lunch together. If you're, you know, like that. If that person is not someone that you want to spend hours and months right. of your life with, then chances are they're probably not going to get the job. You know, it's not just all about your proficiency and your ability to do the work. Obviously, you're being hired because there's there's something that you need to do on a day-to-day -day basis and uh, assignments that need to get taken care of and things like that. But the other side of that is like, do I want to spend a large majority of my time in this world with this person? So yeah, I'm doing I'm doing a talk. <laughs> I'm doing a talk at How to Design Live. That's why I brought up Kanye a few times. Um, I'm doing a Kanye uh, a Kanye focused talk. Yes, about, I'm coming about um, what I've learned about design from Kanye. Um, that's my talk. Um, and so I've been sort of going through all these quotes and all these things that he said. And like he and, and, and one of his sort of like big sort of principles is like, don't evaluate what I'm doing it, what I'm doing. People don't evaluate what you're doing as much as they evaluate the, the, the energy and the passion in which you do it. Right. And so if he's on stage and he doesn't sound that great, and maybe his vocals aren't on point that day or he can't sing. Right. But he's giving it all and he is 1000% behind his beliefs and his performance and his energy and his passion and his, you know, sort of bravado. You want to believe in it because he believes in himself. Right. And in the same way that you said, I want to when I want to do an interview or I want to believe in myself, right. You put on a song, a Kanye song and you do it. Yeah. And I just love that sort of that belief or that sort of like sentiment that like his work. And this is what he says is like his work and his bravado, like people that love his music don't necessarily love Kanye. No. Yeah. They love themselves. Right. And, and they believe in themselves. And to me, that's that that's what his music does for me. It makes me believe that I, with the right enthusiasm and the right passion and the right energy, um, can 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 go and do it. Right. And so I just I love that belief in self, but also just that sort of like that sort of um, that that passion and that that right. energy that energy yeah and that like. You know, like people might not take people might get caught up in the message or what he's saying, but it's really it's the the way in which he says it. That's right. that's 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 the thing. I feel it, babe. That's the thing that that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing that people that's the thing that people gravitate towards. Yeah, like that's the people that's the thing that people want. Right. They want that. They want that the feeling. Up, the uproot, the foundation. They want the uh, feeling that, like, that yeah. the music gives you, and it's not. It's not maybe not about the end product. It's yeah. about the sort of the, the delivery mechanism and the way in which it goes yeah. to you. Awesome, man, dude. This podcast has been so legit. Yes, Alex Center. Where can hey, people find happy you online? Yeah, I'm on all platforms: Instagram, Twitter, at yeah, the Alex Center, um, or the Alex Center, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> The Alex Center Semantics. or the Alex Center.
Um, and uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for yeah. for doing this, man. I appreciate you coming to our office and cool. um, just, so just you hang in and um, you know uh, just uh, drinking. Yeah, drinking in the bodega. That's it, man. Thank you. Alex, man, thanks. Buddy. I feel it's fade. I feel it's fade.